This is the Personal Finance Show. Hi, I'm Bo Humphreys, and this is The Personal Finance Show. Imagine you're visiting Europe for the first time. For some reason, you didn't think to buy any euros before you left home. You're Canadian, so all you have is Canadian dollars on you. You find out that things have changed recently in Europe, and there's no longer a way to exchange your Canadian dollars for euros. Your only option is to try to find businesses and people who will accept your Canadian dollars. You'll need food, so you start by asking at various restaurants, and each one says, Sorry, we don't accept Canadian dollars. You have internet access, so you're able to search for the Canadian community in the city you're in. You eventually find someone who agrees to take your Canadian dollars in exchange for some food and transport to your hotel. But not every city in Europe will be like this. Luckily, you have some hotels pre-booked, but for most everything else, you're going to have to figure it out along the way. This is what it's like to travel with only Bitcoin. For the Money 2020 payments race in October 2017, Amélie Arras chose Bitcoin as her method of payment and made her way from Toronto to Las Vegas in a week. Somehow, using only Bitcoin, she won the payments race. Amélie joined me from the UK to tell her Bitcoin story. So, uh, Amélie, thanks for joining me today. Hello. Thanks. Thanks both for having me. It's nice talking to you again. You had Bitcoin, which everyone would immediately think would be the hardest one, but you won. Yes. How incredible. I don't really know what, uh, how that happened. <laughs> I guess Cash took, took his time to arrive and enjoy his experience. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Bitcoin uh, has been was like really amazing to see like how like the community behind it and how they are they just like wanted me to win and they were just like here to help like any time I needed something really. Well, that's amazing. So that, I, I, that, yeah, I want to hear about uh, all those uh, all those little stories uh, as we go along. But let's start from the beginning. So I met you at Cybos, the Cybos conference in Toronto. And that was your first time in Toronto, yeah. first time in Canada. And mm -hmm. uh, describe to me that day. What did you What did you do that day, and uh, what were the tasks that you had to do? Yeah. So, so like on that Wednesday, 18th, when the day started, our first challenge we were given by Ali from FinTech Finance, the organizer, was to go to uh, talk to three people and ask them to wish us best luck for for the thing and saying like ask them like if they if if they believe we were going to win. So on that day, I went around the conference at Cybos and asked many people. I asked Gayla, uh, who is a fintech influencer, and I talked to Jennifer, oh, Jennifer Starr, and she, she offered me to take me to Rochester. Oh, really? Yes, yeah, straight away. Uh, she was like, well, like we finished. There is a party tonight. Just uh, like I, I take you from from Toronto to Rochester because because I'm going after the party, and then like for, you can see like from Rochester you can start like traveling traveling around. So 
um, I was like, "Ooh, that's that's a really good start, like for me, like yeah. get offered a ride." So, but then while I like while I was like considering this, we started our uh, race from the IGTB uh, booth at Cybos, who was like my, my sponsor as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, another challenge was given to us uh, that day, and that was the challenge for the next day, so for Thursday. And that challenge was to go to Columbus and buy Ohio hat and go to the Jack Nicklaus Museum and take a selfie with a souvenir from the museum and uh, Ohio hat. So every, everyone had to go to Ohio, but uh, people went to different cities. You were in Columbus. Was anyone else there with you? I think like Cash, so Stuart was in Columbus okay. and Ash as well. Ash was in Columbus as well. Okay. So like from there, I was I was thinking like if I get a ride to Rochester, how how am I gonna then go from Rochester to Ohio? Like I'm not gonna be on time. Yeah, it might not like, make a lot of sense, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm. So what did you do instead? So instead, I I went on Facebook and reached out to Bitcoin Bay, who is like an organization in Toronto for Bitcoin, and I just like posted a message and say like, hey everyone. I'm involved into that race, a payment race, and I've got to travel uh, with Bitcoin. Would anyone be able like to help me out? Because I would like if I pay you with my Bitcoin, would you be able like to get me to Ohio or Columbus? And someone replied and said, like, Amelie, like what I could do is like if you pay me in Bitcoin, I can I can myself like buy you a ticket and like drive you, get you to where like where you need to take the bus, and then here you go. So I was like, oh. Fabulous. So I went to I went to like meet this guy. So I paid him in Bitcoin directly, and uh, he bought me a ticket to go to Columbus. And when when I arrived at the station, then I I saw so Jess Jess was there, Stuart was there, Ash was there, and Jordan was there. So like all the racers all had the same idea to take a Greyhound bus to start their race. <laughs> to start the I, race. I wonder why that is. Right? So we, I mean, there's so many ways to. I mean, you could have maybe taken a train plane but i guess maybe money was the the issue yeah i guess i guess i guess like money was the issue i think like when we started the race we're all conscious of like oh like we've got to like sustain for like seven days so like we better like go with the cheapest way of like traveling and you had 1500 pounds yeah to work with mm. yeah and, and yeah to and uh to start to start and and just to, to go back a little bit can you briefly describe how do you actually transfer your Bitcoin to somebody else? Just in, in the simplest terms possible so people are listening so they can understand how that works. Yeah, sure. So I used a wallet called Blockchain. And what Blockchain is, is an app. It's basically an app where you store all your Bitcoins, so like the same as like you would have like an app with your, like a banking app. What you do, what I do with this app, how you transfer the money is that, Someone else who has the same, like another wallet or Bitcoin wallet, I scan a QR code as if got on their phone, enter the amount I want to transfer, and I press send. It's as simple as that. So that's that's the safest way to do it is to meet somebody in person and scan the QR code that they have on their phone as opposed to typing in a really complex address. Yeah. So that is that is yeah. If you are like face to face, this is how you do. You just like scan the QR code. But yeah, as you rightly said, if you're not in front of them, then you can you can just like type the address, and then here you go. And what I was doing as well, like during my race, was um, so I was FaceTiming people with my computer, and 
on the camera, they would show me the QR code. Oh, and wow. I would scan the QR code from their screen and then pr just press send. Oh, that's so there's so like great. many ways you can can do it, yeah. Well, because from, from what I've learned recently, it, it's first of all, it's easy to make a mistake when you type in an address. And so you should always send a, like a little verification to make sure you're sending it to the right place. And also, you don't even know uh, sometimes if you're sending it to the right place. So I think what you did seems like the most secure way to get it through. Yeah, you've got yeah, you've got to like trust people with Bitcoin, I think. Like it's is one of like the big thing that especially like when you type an address, I mean like yeah, you you've when you're not in front of them, like first you've got like to in like make sure that someone is that is not in front of you is actually going to send you the money and they're going to like type your address and stuff like that. Like so like I think for like for myself uh, personally it wasn't like I didn't need to like trust anyone really apart from like the fact like are they going to do like what I asked them to do or not but for them I think it was like a bigger risk like they really had to trust me and okay. I was really lucky that all of them like trust me because if I didn't want like to send the bitcoin like I wouldn't have sent them and they wouldn't have got like their money so like all the people that I've met like really trusted me to uh, make sure that I was going to send the bitcoin to their wallet that's true, right? I mean, they would buy you the ticket after they got it, or would they buy you the thing that they like? Would you do it at the same time? To be honest with you, like I like sometimes with some people, it was like me was sending the money first, and in some other in instances, the one um, just before Las Vegas, so like this lady, she she bought me. Uh, she's called Katie Charm. She bought me a ticket to go on a helicopter ride with her own money before I paid her. Wow. Right now, a helicopter ride is $400. Wow. So that was like a huge like proof of trust. Now, was she following you online or did she know about the race? Was there some kind of an, inst like, did she have some trust based on that? I think, I think like there might have been like some trust around like the fact that I was like vlogging because it was like on the last day. Sure. Um, so you seem more legitimate. But yeah, yeah, seemed like more legitimate. In that, but you could have been making sense, it up yeah. too. You could have been totally, you know, making up a story. I mean, there's a lot of uh, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of things on the internet right now about people creating cryptocurrencies uh, <laughs> uh, and then running away with the money. But I guess mm, you can you can tell that yeah. in person, right? When you meet somebody. Yes, it's it's something that you like. Um, I met like a lot of like people, but then like as you said, like in in that industry, is really like a risk. Like I think like as an investor, you've got to do like your own due diligence if you want to invest into something, mm -hmm. to make sure that you're not like anywhere anyone would have like bad intention. Like you, they're bound to be like in anything really. Yeah, you, you should do your due diligence when you're putting money in anything, right? So, mm -hmm. so you're in Ohio. You get the hat, and you went to the museum. Yeah. Yes. How did that work? How did that uh, work? So when I got to Ohio, uh, so that was quite funny. So like we left at like six o'clock Toronto and got we got to Ho to I got to like Ohio Columbus at seven o'clock in the morning the following morning. <laughs> this sounds terrible. Jessica um, was telling me about the, the her her long bus trip to Cincinnati and it just being that long in a Greyhound is never fun. Yeah, it was a funniest thing. I don't know if she told you about when we were on the bus when we crossed the border. That was really hilarious because each of us were thinking like, 
these guys at the border are going to think we are absolutely insane. Yeah, yeah. Like, luckily, luckily, there were like five of us. The one that was, yes, I was sitting just behind uh, Stuart. And while he was blogging, so like, you imagine like this dark bus in that dark bus, and Stuart had his camera under his chin to. Um, <laughs> To make sure that he, like his face could be seen, like on while he was like filming himself in the low light, and and he said, and then like I heard him saying, right, this is the times I'm like I've been like quite uh, worried about. I'm about to cross the U.S. border, and I've got two thousand um, dollars in cash in one and one dollar bills. bills. <laughs> on, on me so i'm not really sure what they're gonna say that looks really dodgy that's <laughs> so, right and i that, and I'm, i want to hear point. from him uh, i haven't I've spoken to stuart yet but uh i can imagine uh his story is interesting but it, it seems like yeah. he got through okay yeah he went he went like really okay uh they laughed at us as, uh at the at the border yeah they really laughed at us they were like they, they've clearly like saw that we we're all together, like as um, like participating into um, into the payments race. I think like it really helped that there were like, the five of us like crossing at the same time well, the border. Good, yeah. Otherwise, otherwise on our own, I don't think uh, it would have been. I you can imagine how dodgy it was like saying like, well, I'm here to um, cross the country to pay in Bitcoin, and <laughs> uh, I don't know where I'm sleeping tonight, but I'm soon to find out. Because they asked what your um, where your address is going to be in the U.S., right? They, yeah, you have to answer those. Questions. So we said we were traveling. Yeah. Wow. Uh, they were they were quite receptive. Well, that, but that's then good. after that, so like, yeah, it was really good. So after after the border, so I got to Columbus. It was like seven o'clock in the morning, and like didn't have anything to eat or anything. And then I was like, right, I know that Starbucks accepts Bitcoin. Because I saw online that they accepted Bitcoin. Okay. And they were a Starbucks, like not that not that far. And I was so excited to that I would get like a coffee, something to eat. And I was like, Thanks God, there's Starbucks. Starbucks is gonna save me. We got there and I went at the checkout and said, like, excuse me, can I pay in Bitcoin? And she went like, Bit what? I was like, Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Here we go, trouble star. And I was like, Bitcoin. I was like, there's in there's article on the internet that says that you accept Bitcoin at Starbucks. And she was like, No, I'm sorry, madam. Like, we don't accept any of that. Oh. So I was like, Oh no. Yeah. So then after that, I uh, went uh, in town and just like went around like looking for like anything that would accept Bitcoin, and I couldn't find anything. Could not find anything. So after like walking around, uh, I think about like two o'clock, I met this guy called Ron that was sitting in a cafe and everyone was like walking past and saying like, hi, Ron, hi, Ron. Just saying hello to him. I saw he was a celebrity. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I just walked past and say, hi, Ron. And he just looked at me like, I don't know you. Who? Why do you say hello? But he was like really friendly. And I sat down with him and start like talking to him. And from there, he said to me, like, right, so, like, how can I help you? And I was like, well, like, it would be really great if you could, like, download this app called Blockchain. I would pay you, and, like, in return of this payment in Bitcoin, you would do something for me. And he was like, he was like, no, I don't want any money. I, I was like, well, I was like, no, but, like, I've got to pay you. And he was like, no, no. He was like, seriously, I don't want, like, any money. <laughs> like, what, like, what can I, what can I, just, like, tell me, like, what I could do for you? 
And then I said, like, well, if you could, like, get me to that place at, at, at that museum, that would be great. Because I was, like, looking online, and it was, like, an hour and a half walking. And I was like, oh, oh no. really? An hour and a half walking. I could have done it. But then, like, then he said, like, right, I'm going to go and, like, buy you a bus ticket. So okay. he bought me a bus ticket. And so I got myself to the Jack Nicholas Museum. When I got to the Jack Nicholas Museum, I was like, right, now I've got to buy Ohio hat which I should have done like before. Ah. Then I went to, uh, when I got there, I went looking for uh, a place that could get me Ohio hat and found uh, actually a place that just like lend me the Ohio hat to go and take my selfie. So yeah, then like I took my selfie and then went back in town, went back in Columbus Center. And at that point, I went back to Starbucks, uh, right at the beginning, everything started in Starbucks. Yeah, have you had any food and yet? I, I, like, what are you eating? No, I didn't have any food all day well, at so, that point. Like, did you have any snacks that you brought with you or, or nothing? No, I didn't have anything at all, oh. which I was, like, getting really hungry yes, at that course. point. <laughs> so back at Starbucks, I went online and went on uh, Facebook again and typed uh, Columbus Bitcoin community and then found a Bitcoin community in Columbus. Nice. So then I reached out to them and then someone else like came back to me and say like, hey, Emily, like I'm around, like if you want to meet up, like what is it that you need exactly? And I was like, right. I was like, I pay you $50 if you get me to to a shop, buy me just like a little bit of like food and and drive me like to a hotel, which I had pre-booked using Cheap Air online for Bitcoin. Okay. So Cheap Air, they accepted uh, yes. Bitcoin. That's perfect. Yeah. They accept Bitcoin. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I did. And so like he did, like he came to pick me up, like brought me, I paid him like 50, the equivalent of like $50 in Bitcoin. All right. Uh, so like, again, like did exactly the same, like scanned, like scanned his QR code and the amount and then like press send. And then, so we went to that shop, bought some food and then like he drove me back, dropped me at the hotel. Then the, I booked the hotel uh, near the um, uh, the airport so I, didn't, I wouldn't have to uh, buy anything else like basically I would have just like in the hotel up oh, here we go I'm here like to take a flight and then that's it so at that point I'd booked like already like my hotel in at the airport and my flight from Ohio uh, Columbus to uh, Chicago okay so you got a, your second or I guess third task at this point is go to Chicago uh, no, our task uh, at that point was. I know Jessica had to send something to Singapore. Uh, yes, that's the one. That, that yeah, was we the had one? to send. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. After after that, like all our challenges were exactly the same. So like yeah, we had to uh, buy something and send it to Singapore. Yeah, that's the one. So when I arrived in Chicago, I uh, went to the airport. I spent like a bit of time at the airport, and I booked my hotel through through cheaper already, like for the night. And so when I got to to the airport, I was trying to find a way to go to my hotel because my hotel was not at the airport this time. Mm. Um, so when so went there and I talked to so many people at the airport asking, excuse me, like, do you accept Bitcoin? Do you know, like, how I could get to my hotel, blah, blah. And I had this guy telling me, like, madam, like, you would not find anywhere that accept Bitcoin here. This is a dollar-based economy. Ah. Yeah, no, like they would not accept any Bitcoin. That's what he said anyway. But then like I looked, I looked further and like I found a shuttle that could 
bring me like freely to to my hotel. Eventually got to the hotel and um, I got to the hotel and I was like chatting with the guy at the reception. I said like, would you be possible like to speak to like the manager or like general manager about like Bitcoin uh, and like what I'm doing? Because like uh, I would like to go to Chicago and uh, like I would like pay them like in Bitcoin if possible and survive me. And then there, like someone said to me, like um, the, man- the manager of that hotel said to me, uh, it didn't say to me directly, like he's the the guy at the reception who went to speak to him then came back so like no he doesn't want to he doesn't want to get involved at all in bitcoin <laughs> like no 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 this is like criminal money and i was like oh no so then like at that point i was like right i'm gonna do exactly the same as like what i did in columbus i'm gonna reach out to the uh, chicago community so i went on a website that's called coinmap.org and I called the 15 different places that were supposed to accept Bitcoin around 15 different merchants that were supposed to accept Bitcoin around Chicago to ask them for help. Most of them did not pick up and were closed. Ah. And one of them picked up and was uh, Evanston and is this shop called uh, the Buffacillus Spikes shop in Evanston. And the owner and his wife, the owner is called Alex, and he he basically said to me, like, yeah, like, we will help you and stuff. Uh, unfortunately, like, on that day, like, he was, like, so he couldn't, could not help me out. But the second day, so I paid him, like, a fee, and, like, he got me a taxi to go to the shop, to their shop. It was, like, a bike shop. Uh, so I went into the bike shop, and then, like, we discussed, and I paid them, uh, I bought... Uh, a t-shirt from them and and then like a card as well and I asked them like to send the card for me to uh, Singapore so at that point I had like uh, complete my challenge All from right. the previous day it sounds like a lot of times you have to maybe overpay a little bit to get people yeah. to do things is that what you found you're just basically paying people for their their service of helping you yeah yeah so like it was like basically like me like yeah paying them for like services but as, as like some people like like for example this guy uh at uh toronto called abbas what he's like what he said he said like i don't want you to pay me more than what is worth because anyway i'm gonna get more in a few days because the price of bitcoin is going to increase so, like just don't worry about like paying me well i was just thinking about that the you know the 50 dollars you you paid the guy in columbus it's worth more than 50 dollars now way more yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. I mean, you know, since yeah. this was this was the middle of October, and so it's so just about a month ago from today, and uh, Bitcoin is going through the roof right now. Yes, is I think it's like nearly doubled. It's it's really just crazy, the the way that it's going. Yeah. So yeah, I suppose. And for people like did so did the guy download the blockchain app and you paid him? Is that what happened? No, he just didn't want any money, right? From you? The guy that you asked? Uh, in Col- yeah, in Columbus. In Columbus, no. Okay, yeah, he didn't want anything. That would have been his way to get into to cryptocurrency and <laughs> he might have missed out a little yeah. bit on that. But so yeah. you so the bike shop, you got them to send to Singapore. So that completed your task. Uh uh mm-hmm. and you're in Chicago and what, yeah. do you, what do you do next? So after that, they drove me back to the airport where uh, I went to Denver. Okay. So like the flight again, like it was like uh, booked through cheaper. And when I got to Denver, 
So that was a really good thing. When I got to Denver, that's when like I I was like quite organized, I think. Okay. So someone picked me up that uh, had a conference. He was like called Chris. He had a conference about Bitcoin just before, which I missed because like my flight was like um, quite delayed. But so he picked me up from the airport. We went like for a drink. He accepted Bitcoin. He was already like in the Bitcoin, like cryptocurrency uh, world. And then like he drove me like to my hotel. Then from that moment, I the next day, what I did is I went into uh, Denver City. And at Denver City, I just like visited a bit. Um, I had like quite like a nice time, like just like looking around, trying like to find like places that accepted Bitcoin. I did not find like any, but like I didn't like really mind because I had like food from the the previous like places that I'd went went to. So, so like so I didn't you, mind. So like in Denver, it was quite nice. When you found a place that accepted Bitcoin, did you just like like store as much like a you're like a chipmunk or a squirrel for the winter? Like because you never know when you're gonna get uh, the ability to buy food again. Yeah. Pretty pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> so you're, so it like, was pretty much like that. <laughs> you're rationing that you're like oh I have this little bit of a, a a sandwich or a bar left and. I don't. I should just have a little tiny bite right now, just in case I yeah. never have to get <laughs> yeah. food again. That's amazing. So, <laughs> but did you have a task in Denver, or was it just you know get to Denver and then that's kind of the city just before Vegas? So my task in Denver was to tell how much money I'd left in a wallet, and on my wallet I can select how much. So like the task was like how much I've spent and how much I've got left in Singapore's dollars. So like for that, I just like literally like went on my app, changed the currency from dollar to Singapore dollar. And then I saw exactly uh, how much I had spent and how much I had left. And easy. So I just like read my wallet. <laughs> okay. Well, that, yeah. So it's easiest for you because you're tracking it probably harder for Stu, right? <laughs> With his dollar yeah. bills, but yours is all digital. And the Singapore uh, thing is because there's going to be a conference there? Uh, yes, the, the next money 2020 happening in Singapore. And they're the sponsor of this race. And that's uh, so there were some Singapore based things. Yeah. Perfect. So you're able to do that quite easily. Then you uh, stayed in Denver for the night and, and flew uh, out to Vegas? Yeah, it was the plan. And then uh, Ali just like sent a task before the night saying that, hey guys, so like your challenge for tomorrow is to go to the Grand Canyon oh. and then just like go to the finishing line. And I didn't expect that. I expected the finishing line to be on Tuesday. Okay. So I had planned, so I had, I had planned like to stay in Denver and like casually like start making my way to Vegas like mm-hmm. slowly. So then I had to be like really reactive and like really quick into like what I was doing. So I'd, I wanted to change my flight from my original flight that I had booked from Denver to Las Vegas to a much earlier flight that would leave Denver at 7 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Not 6 o'clock in the morning. That would get me to Vegas at uh, 8 or something like that. So yeah, so I, so I went on cheaper.com and realized that I, c- I could still do that. So I had to buy another flight, bought my flight. But with Bitcoin, what happened is that sometimes... Uh, the time to validate a transaction takes two hours. Oh, really? Up to two hours. Yeah. So it always goes through, but like, for example, when you're booking like a flight online, especially last minute, by the time I send the payment in my Bitcoin, the price of the flight 
not the price of Bitcoin, is increasing. So my flight that I paid at that time, like at that when when I booked it, was uh, fifty dollars. But by the time the transaction went through, the price of the flight had increased to sixty-three dollars. Okay. So they called me up and sent me a message saying that to send extra. But they sent that to me by email. So by the time I got the email, it was too late for me to call them up and make make a payment. Wow. So so like I because they sent it was midnight at that point and I was in Denver Air, Airport. So at like at that at that point I was like I'm never going to be able like to fly to Las Vegas in time. Mhm. And I got chatting with this girl called Kelly at the airport and I I said to her like well I'm like I'm I'm traveling with with Bitcoin and like I explained my situation and she was like well I want to get into Bitcoin like tell me what I've got to do like I I'll, I'll buy you your ticket if you get me into Bitcoin okay I was like really she was like yeah so that was like amazing so that was like my experience telling someone how to like download the blockchain app then setting them up their wallet <laughs> and then once their wallet was set up sending them the funds wow and I've, and this lady Kelly bless her she was so so nice she said to me Emily I I can't believe how easy it is mm-hmm. to get into Bitcoin. She was like, thank you so much. Like, I, I did not realize how easy it was. So now I haven't got a number still, but like the Bitcoin that I sent her uh, that specific specific day was worth $6,000. And now it is worth $8,000. 6000 to 8000 yeah. It's a huge growth. Mm-hmm. And so you helped her out. You set this up for her. And little did she know you were making her probably the best investment. And it wasn't really a risk for her because, you know, she was just uh, looking to get into it. Now, of course, there's volatility and everything. We don't know what's going to happen in cryptocurrencies. But for that small amount, it sounds great. So, you know, what I'm hearing is is you had to use your uh, networking skills and and, uh, conversational skills more than anything to get things yeah. done but i think it's like not only like using my my communication and networking skill because to some like to some extent like yes like to get like people like to get like into bitcoin yes i've done that because there, there is like a few people that i actually like converted like with uh like converted make them like download the blockchain the blockchain app uh to accept my bitcoin and thing mm-hmm. but the other side is like what i want uh, and managed to get to las vegas very easily is through the bitcoin community yes because there is like this huge bitcoin community like i was like with bitcoin i you can transact any with anyone like anywhere in the world and at any time really so i was able to send my Bitcoin to like this coin community would do something for me. And, and basically, yeah, so I've got, I've really like connected with them and they've been like the biggest help. Like I couldn't have done it like without, without this community. It was really the community behind Bitcoin, like the vision that is attached to that got me to Vegas. Yeah. So you, you got to Vegas and then you had to go to the Grand Canyon. Yeah. And you already mentioned so that earlier was, that uh, another stranger bought you a helicopter ride? 
Yeah, so that was uh, so I went on Reddit and uh, reached out to the Las Vegas Bitcoin community and say, hey guys, I will be in uh, Las Vegas and I absolutely need to go to the Grand Canyon. Would anyone be willing to help me out? Uh, I pay you and if you can like take me there from the airport to like on a helicopter ride or in any way, like get me to the Grand Canyon, like I pay you in Bitcoin. And so many people like try to send me messages to help me in like in very different way. And this particular lady called Katie Charm, she booked us and I really don't know how she managed that because I had called myself like a few places to ask if they had any helicopter ride like early morning. But she managed to book one at uh, nine o'clock. So my flight landed at uh, eight o'clock in Las Vegas. She came to meet me at the airport. Then we went together uh, to the helicopter ride. Oh, wow. Which I paid her in Bitcoin. And like she uh, she paid herself like the helicopter ride. Then uh, the helicopter ride, it was amazing. They uh, told us like where we give you like VIP passes. So we went on like a VIP <laughs> A VIP trip to the Grand Canyon, took a lot of pictures there. Then when we got back after this trip to the Grand Canyon, which was just like breathtaking how amazing it was. I can um, imagine with a helicopter view, it sounds like the best way. Yeah, it it was it was really amazing. You feel just like so small and like it's just incredible, like the nature of just incredible what the nature is like in in the Grand Canyon. It's it's something unseen. <laughs> Yeah, it is then, pretty amazing. And then, like, yeah, then, like, we, the helicopter took us back to uh, the helicopter center. Themselves, the helicopter center got, like, to put me on in a car to drive me to uh, the Venetian where Monet 2020 was. And there I arrived. I didn't know if anyone had crossed the finishing line. I kind of heard that Ash, who had gold, was there. But I didn't know if he had if he had gone to the finishing line or not. So I would just literally run there and then got <laughs> to the the bus. And Ash was there, and I was like, ah. Oh. But yeah, and but that Ash, was that was the end of it. Ash didn't win because he wasn't able to collect the same amount of points as you. Yes, I think he missed like one um, one challenge or. So you win the race. You got to see the grand. You got to see all of these things. Uh, the the question I have is, do you think you could? live your whole life like this like what if you had to go and say hey i need a sandwich uh, i'll send you some bitcoin can you buy it for me every day no because <laughs> at one point i think i would talk to uh, the merchant and get the merchant to accept bitcoin that's right you would you would use your skills to change the how the world works right yeah and that is something that i actually like want to like pursue um, and carry on doing because I do think like Bitcoin is it, it's just like amazing because like, you're like completely in control of like what you do with your money and, like it's it's basically digital cash that's that's all it is is it's true it's cash but like on on a on a mobile phone um, now just Bitcoin or so or other cryptocurrencies as well like just cryptocurrencies in general yeah, cryptocurrencies in general are digital cash mm -hmm. it's it's just money it's that's all it is at the end of the day. And we don't have to be like afraid of it. It's a, it's a future. It is really the future. And I'm like, I'm, I'm quite determined actually to get merchant to like, stop being scared of like, of like what it is and just like embrace it. Just embrace the fact that in the, in the future, we're all going to be like transacting with our mobile phone 
or even like with a watch or like with a ring, who knows? I, I, I mean, I think you're right. I think uh, merchants specifically are probably worried about risk and anything that's online. You know, a lot of people are still getting used to paying for things online with their credit cards, aren't they? I think, yeah. Well, it's something maybe like in the US, in the UK, we're quite used to ordering online and like even using contactless. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 the ring is. Uh, I, I, the first time I saw it was uh, was at Cybos, and I, I, I'm sure it's uh, getting, you know, more popular in, uh, in the UK. You know, I know, I know in Canada, uh, a lot of people, they're really stuck on debit. At the beginning of this, did you think that you would be doing so much bartering like you did uh, in trade, or did you think you might find places to actually spend? I was expecting to find places to spend because I'd done like a lot of research on like merchants that accepted Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And I was quite disappointed to see like on coinmap.org that so many people, so many places that accepted Bitcoin were either closed or uh, not in trade anymore. They're listed as so accepting I- Bitcoin, but that's not necessarily accurate. The information on coinmap.org is not very uh, accurate. And the, so apart from yeah. that, the Bufacillu Spikes shop. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only one. Which is, I mean, at least you could buy something from there that helped you. But, you yeah. know, they didn't sell food. They didn't, you know, they didn't sell hotels and they didn't sell plane rides. Yeah, those are the things you needed the most. And I'm surprised. I mean, I'm glad you could do stuff with cheap, uh, cheap air. That was that was good, and yeah. and the hotels uh, remind me you were able to book them too through cheap air. Yeah, some some of the hotel I booked through cheap air, and some of the hotel I used the Bitcoin community to say like, hey guys, like, can I ask you to book me a hotel if I pay you in Bitcoin? And so so really, all it takes is one uh, in the travel industry. All it takes is one or two of the you know, hotels.com or whatever, if they start to accept, then you could book a rental car probably in, or kayak, right? If, 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 the, yeah. if they started to facilitate that, then it wouldn't have to be like a whole bunch of different companies do it, just the ones that work with the companies. And then they can transfer them whatever currency that they need. You only need like just like a few travel agents like to get Bitcoin or any cryptocurrency like accepted like widely and like to do like quite a lot in terms of travel where then like it gets like a little bit more difficult is like transport but if you if you think about it like because i thought quite a lot about it mm-hmm. um, <laughs> all you need all you all you need like to make cryptocurrencies accepted widely is just like to target like the like the worldwide shops such as starbucks such as uber Uber, you can get like a taxi anywhere. Mm-hmm. Cheaper, you get like all your hotel or like renting renting a car and flights. Then Starbucks for coffees, and then like if you get like let's say like Walmart to accept Bitcoin, then there's Walmart ev- there's like everything. everywhere. Yeah, so then then that covers just about anything else you need. Did you already send a pretty nasty email to Starbucks, or uh, are you planning? to do that i won't i won't send them like a nasty email but um i think it's quite it, like i found it like a bit cheeky uh, not even like cheeky because like they do accept bitcoin but like in a very different way like you would have like to go on online then um order like a card that you preload with bitcoin and then once you get your card you go and spend that but that at the end of the day would have been like me paying with uh the preloaded with a starbucks card yeah 
Yeah, and so they basically have well, a, a Starbucks card that you can load with, with Bitcoin, which didn't help you. Yeah. It's not uh, universal enough, which is the whole idea of a decentralized yeah. uh, currency mm. that you don't have to go to a specific place to get it or spend it. So way, yeah. uh, way to go, Starbucks, for uh, totally missing the boat on uh, the, <laughs> the concept of cryptocurrency. <laughs> mm. But actually, actually, like, um, they... It might not be like such like a bad a bad thing because like you could load your prepaid card in Bitcoin and then you use this prepaid paid card like anywhere in the world. Okay, sure. So the, this that card could, it can be. be used. You just have to get the the card that they accept. Yeah. Yeah. You've got you've got to like pre-order it, I think. But one thing that was good about about Starbucks is that even though they did not accept Bitcoin, they gave me a free coffee on that on that morning at seven o'clock okay. when they saw like the de complete decomposition of my face. So they <laughs> when they said they did not accept Bitcoin. <laughs> so they were, like, they no, redeemed coffee. themselves, and also uh, it sounds like they gave you free Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. that that's nice too. So okay, yeah. Starbucks not getting a nasty email. They're trying to they're trying to help. They're trying to get the the Bitcoin thing. Maybe not in the way that helped you the most, but at least they're doing mm. something as opposed to the people at the Chicago airport who said uh, uh, we only accept U.S. dollars in this country. Yeah. Which is uh, you know unfortunately a little bit narrow-minded, but you would have got that response if you tried to spend Canadian dollars. So, you know that's that's the that's the way that it is, uh, and uh, hopefully Bitcoin will change that. And mm. I'm uh, I'm glad that you you volunteered to do Bitcoin, right? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, you're still glad that you did? I'm very glad I did, and I'm going to carry on. I really hope to carry on. I've got um, already like a few projects to carry on promoting the benefits of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. I am myself like in. Uh, like I'm already like doing some work within the the pay like fintech and payment space like as like as my marketing agency, but um, one of the things that I would like to do extra from that is to promote and make the world of cryptocurrency and finance much simpler for people who don't necessarily like get it for like the general person like in the street to make it like understandable Absolutely. because one of the things I've noticed is that if you look on the internet what is bitcoin you are going to get like the first thing bitcoin is a decentralized blah blah you switch off if you're not if you're not into the payment or into the finance space already as soon as you see the world decentralized you're like oh what does that mean it's scary yeah it's know, quite it, scary it and scary. daunting yeah Especially, so, you know, people say that you shouldn't buy a cryptocurrency if you don't understand the, the computer science and the code behind it. And, uh, yeah. you know, that I don't you know, I don't know if I ever could. So I rely on people that I trust to tell me that, mm. you know, this is not a scam. You know, Bitcoin's not a scam. Ethereum, maybe not a scam. Right. The ones that are big enough. But who knows about the 800 other ones? You, other ones, you don't yeah. know. Right. You can't trust it. So, if, uh, you know, we want we need people like you who can kind of distill all this information out there into something simple saying, hey, this is real, this is not. You're not going to lose all your money mm -hmm. putting it in this. You never know if it's going to go up or down, of course, uh, which is like it's a, as volatile as any other stock, like a tech stock or, 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 or currencies for that matter. 
Uh, so you're taking your risk mm -hmm. and, and know your risk. But, you know, is it is it uh, going to disappear and someone's going to take my money and run? Uh, uh, you know, that's a different story, right? You can at least maybe speak to that and help people make mm -hmm. better decisions. Yeah. So that's what that's what I want. I want to do. I want like to promote what what it is and make make it like for people like understandable because it is the future. So like everyone has got to understand what it is. It is the future. And all it is, it is just money. It's it just, is just yeah. money. Just money. That's all it is. It's just in a different form. That's right. The ways that all our ancestors had to change from gold to paper. Can you imagine? Like I, I imagine actually like our ancestors got pretty scared when someone told them like, hey, now your money is going to be a piece of paper. Who's going to so, take this paper from me? Who's going to believe me? Who's going to, you know, yeah. all this kind of stuff, right? It's the same, you're right, it's the same questions that everybody had whenever there was a, a, a transfer, right? It was, you know, mm. and then the governments backed it and, and in God we trust religion, people trust in that. And uh, now it's, uh, people trust, need to trust in the data. People need to trust in, mm. in uh, a security, in, uh, in the blockchain. So how do people follow you or find out about the projects that you're doing? What's the best way to uh, find out what Amelie is up to? So the best way to find out what I'm up to is to follow the YouTube channel and my Twitter. And it is Amelie Arras, so M-E-L-R-E, and Arras, A-R-R-A-S. So I'm on YouTube and the new project is going to be called Funny Money. Okay. And it's coming out soon. <laughs> well, that's amazing. Okay, so Funny Money on YouTube, Emilia Ras. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time out um, of your schedule to talk to me from the UK. Thanks for being uh, on the show. Thank you very much, boy. It was lovely talking to you again, and I hope to see you soon in Toronto, maybe next time, so or if you're coming to London. That sounds great, and, and yeah, if I'm in London, I'll, uh, I'll come find you. Brilliant. Thank you. Have a lovely day. How do you think you would have done in Amélie's shoes? Do you think she was lucky, resourceful, or a bit of both? To learn more about Amélie and the payments race and Bitcoin, just head over to the show notes and I'll have some links there for you. Next week on The Personal Finance Show, I will have Allison Suter from Simple Tax. If you enjoy listening to The Personal Finance Show, please show your support by subscribing and leaving a review on iTunes. No time for a review? Just leave me a star rating. It takes two seconds on iTunes. Don't have iTunes? You can head over to Stitcher. I put the link in the show notes. Investwisely.ca is where you can find all the show notes and links and, of course, all of my blog posts. I'd love to hear from you, so please feel free to send me an email at bow at investwisely.ca. 